Welcome to Nerd Talk, everybody. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and I am so excited to talk nerd with you guys. It's going to be a wild ride over this podcast. We're going to be talking about everything nerdy under the sun. This is going to include Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Pokemon, superheroes, movies, TV, books, you name it, we're going to talk about it. I can't wait to get into this, so make sure you buckle up, subscribe to our podcast, and hang on because it's going to be a wild ride. everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. Today we are talking about Pokemon. Pokemon officially turned 25 this year and my guest and I have been deeply impacted by this franchise and we just simply had to address it. Pokemon was created by Satoshi Tahira back in 1995. The games started from his love of bug collecting and eventually evolved into what is known today. I see what you did there. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, There have been... 122 different games released over nine different consoles, 23 seasons of anime, and numerous card packs and manga. Pokemon is ingrained in our culture, and it's not just a kid's game like it was originally perceived in the public back in the 1990s. Today, my best friend is back here with me. Casey, thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to start talking about our Pokemon experiences. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, uh, we've been playing Pokemon since it started, so what keeps you coming back? Simply put, um, the replayability. I mean, I don't know of any other game that has as much replayability. I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, there's no wrong way to play, and there's a thousand different ways to play. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you. I mean, if you start getting into it, you've got Nuzlocke, solo, like type runs, basically just picking whatever Pokemon, like multiple different teams that you can play. You get a team of six Pokemon, and there's, at least in the first generation, 150. You start adding in all the others, and it's over 800 now? Yeah, we're closing in on, like, 900. I think it's officially, like, 893 or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy how much you can replay those games. And so, you you just, I just can't get bored with it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, You know, for me, I think it's it's really cool to go in and, like, so up until Gen 8... Um, and Gen 8, because of the console switch, they changed a few things. But, like, you could go in and take, like, hey, my favorite starter was Charmander or Squirtle mm-hmm. or Bulbasaur. So you can go in and, like, restart your games, but then put that Pokemon on those games and run through the region with a different uh, region's Pokemon. Yeah. Like, you can always change it. Like you said, there's there's no wrong way to play it. No. Um, like, everybody has their own things. Like, to continue the story, you have to do the gems mm-hmm. um, but or, or the trials um, when yeah. you go to Alola. Uh, but like, if you want to go in and do contests, or you want to get uh, where they become your best friends, like, you, there's so many different ways. Like, I know I'm a ribbon guy. I love the ribbons, um, from the best friend to the best footprint to uh, all the the champion ribbons to, I mean, the friendship or everything. That's all the different ribbons. I love that, um, especially when you get to Gen Eight, because then you can uh, put that ribbon specific on each of them and make it a highlight and so like uh when we get to the favorite pokemon uh like whatever your favorite is you can say hey you beat alola and you've got the alola champion well when you throw them out it'll say like for me my favorite's heracross so Mm -hmm. he'll chuck out heracross on the screen and he's like heracross champion of alola oh like it just straight up says that i love that mechanic i'm i'm such a big fan of it um so so with that who is your favorite pokemon and why 
Okay, I've thought about this a lot, actually. Uh, my favorite Pokemon, I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one, but the first one that comes to mind for sure is Flygon. Ooh. I love the design of Flygon. Oh, absolutely. Like, the designer himself, when Mega Evolution came out and they were trying to design one for Flygon, they couldn't improve on the design, and that's why they didn't make one. Like, it's a quote from the designer. From them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just amazing. Not to mention... I'm just a huge fan of dragon types. I mean, yeah. they were like OP until fairy type came along, and now fairies are overpowered, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, if I had to pick another one, though, also a big fan of Heracross, but one that I think is very underrated but I love is Shuckle. Ooh, that's, that is uh, not like a normal pick. No. I, I, uh, I was watching some videos. I think it was College Humor. They've got like these pokemon and they do like rough animations and he's like yeah, yeah I'm shuckle. <laughs> and i'm just like i lose it like there was one where they like literally like do like a demon is is in hell like mm-hmm. torturing shuckle and they said oh it's time to bring him back oh what what do you want to be and he's like i want the power to be any pokemon i want so they turn him into a ditto and his first transformation is to be a shuckle <laughs> to be a and shuckle. i'm just like that's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Shuckle's just great. I mean, he's a gimmick Pokemon, and for those who aren't big fans of Pokemon, almost every generation has some sort of gimmick Pokemon, whether it be like like Chansey's like all health but no attack, and, you know, Shuckle is 100% like all defense, which is kind of how I play the game personally okay. with my Pokemon. I like more what they would say like a bulky type that can take a hit. Some people play with what you might call like a glass cannon, super powerful, but can't take a hit. Yeah. So, but yeah, Shuckles definitely falls into that category. Like you just switch them out and like just let them take hits while you heal up the rest of your team. And then you come back in with the strong heavy hitters. So, which I laugh at because you, you kind of like your game style is very much like I play competitively. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to sweep somebody real quick because I change everybody out. And I'm just over here like, I want to be like Ash Ketchum. I want to find the Pokemon I like and be their best friend. Yeah. And like, that's it. Like, let's let's go. I will take Pokemon that have no type advantage. Or literally, there was one time I think I took a Pokemon in because I loved the Pokemon itself at that time. Mm-hmm. And they had a zero effective on that. <laughs> and like, it was like an electric type versus a ground rock yeah. or something. Like, it was something like, it just, there was nothing there. And I just, I laugh because I'm like, I, I don't play the competitive scene, but, like, watching you, like, how many hours have you logged on, like, let's say Omega Ruby? Uh, Omega Ruby, I have over 600 hours into that game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, most of that is catching um, every Pokemon at work on completing the National Dex, one of my big things. But, I mean, when you really get into competitive, which kind of goes back to what you said about it being perceived as a kid game, there's a lot of stuff to Pokemon. Um, I think I think what's really cool going back into the the Omega Ruby was in the Hoenn region, like you said, it's not that kid game because like Reggie Rock, Reggie Steel, and Reggie Ice, mm-hmm. they had like Braille and you had to like decipher things, which I always laugh at because it's like why do why do kids who need to see need to know Braille? Because like blind kids aren't playing this yeah. game, but like it, it kind of helps bring in like hey, like these are things that we should know and we should be learning so that way in case something does happen. Like, we have a better understanding. Well, and I think it also goes back to the fact that Reggie Ice, Reggie Rock, and Reggie Steel don't have eyes. Yeah. And they're like, their, their oh, the design dot is dot pattern. So, like, what's the equivalent in our world? Well, Braille. 
Yeah. Not to say that it isn't a learning tool that, you know, people are like, oh, I didn't that's think about really it like cool. that. Cause yeah. I was, I was always trying to figure that out. I was like, why on earth? Uh, Cause then you get, uh, Reggie Regus later. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, uh, the two new Reggies that just came in gen eight, uh, Reggie Draco and Reggie or, uh, Reggie Alecki or something like that. Yeah. Like electric um, and dragon. If I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what they are. And, um, I just, I get a good kick out of it. Cause I'm like, I always thought it was more like, Hey, like it's kind of like why you should be helping those who can't hear. And the, like mm-hmm. the, the, the mute and the deaf and the blind, like you should be like learning some of that so that you have a better understanding. I didn't even think about it the way that, that you're, you're going with yeah. it. Cause that, that makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, sometimes the Pokemon stuff is really cool because if you start looking at designs, you can, not only are some based on animals and some are based on ice cream cones as we know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, some of this, they put in some sneaky stuff in there. Yeah. I, th- I think that it, it takes a lot to, to create something like mm-hmm. we could go in and do animal, 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 mm-hmm. but where's the diversity act? I mean, like you can yeah. only get so diverse with the animals because yeah. um, you've got your four legged creatures, your two legged creatures, you've got your flying, you've got your water, like all these different things. But then like, you've got a pile of garbage <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. like Garbodor, like, Mm-hmm. like shout out to you dude like, yeah like you may not be a fan favorite but you're still unique to who you are and like yeah. just the idea and i love because they did a uh dynamax gigantamax form of him mm-hmm. um and he's this mountain of trash <laughs> and i'm and like there's a plane literally stuck in him and like oh, building stuck like he's just this cool. big thing and i'm like i love that like you took a character that didn't get a lot of love mm-hmm. and like i'm impressed now like yeah. that that was cool so, uh, so, so you said that, uh, you, you logged that many hours, um, to complete the Pokédex. Mm-hmm. So there's the difference for our, our listeners who don't have a clue what this is. Um, there is the regional Pokédex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like Kanto had 150, yep. um, because Mew was not accessible except for through events mm-hmm. at the time. Um, unless you knew how to cheat, <laughs> um, glitch and, the game, and glitch the game, yeah. um, which I figured out how to do on, on the virtual console. So I was like, yeah. Um, cheater. <laughs> I, I went to YouTube. I'm blessed with YouTube. Um, but, but we kind of look at that and then you get to like gen two where they added an extra hundred. Mm-hmm. So then you have to try and catch all of them, but that's not the, the regional decks. That's yeah. the, that became the national decks mm-hmm. because the region Johto only had like 140, 150, somewhere that, in that range. They, they grabbed yeah. some of the they, Kanto they and added some it. Pokemon, yeah, from- um, so, so have you completed all the games that you've played? Um, have you completed all of the, the regional decks for them? And then have you ever beat the national decks? So I've completed, I think, the regional decks for every game I've played, um, except for Alola. Alola's the only one that I never finished the regional decks. Okay. Um, but as far as national decks, Omega Ruby, I did complete it. I think it was 721 Pokemon. I had 719 because two mythicals I could not get because their events are no longer gotcha. active. Yeah. So. So who who do you remember who those two Pokemon are? Celebi, I think. Which mm-hmm. is not an active one that usually yeah. comes around. Yeah. Um, that's a very hard one to get. Celebi and. Could it have been Manaphy? I think it was Manaphy. Yeah. Okay. I well, remember- man. So I get. I'm sorry. Seven eighteen. Because if I didn't have Manaphy, I couldn't have got Fion. Yeah. Okay. So. so I remember playing in the Sinnoh games mm-hmm. um, and getting the event code for the Manaphy egg, mm-hmm. and like all the eggs all look alike, the same in the game. Yeah. Um, the anime it, it looks like you can tell exactly who you're getting and yeah. stuff. Um, 
but Manaphy's egg in the Sinnoh games looks so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like a blue, and then it's got three yellow dots at the top and a yeah. red circle in there. Oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I remember uh, hatching that, and then I remember eventually getting a uh, action replay and just hacking the game to get like a million of those. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I just love those eggs. Well, and I, I remember when I had the Sinnoh games, I also played Pokemon Ranger. Okay. And you could get a Manaphy egg... By playing like Pokemon Ranger, and then I don't remember exactly how, but you could get the egg over oh, to you the transfer game. It over. Yeah, that's cool. So that was cool. Um, but then I ended up, I so I went through a period where I ended up selling most of my Pokemon stuff. Ah, uh, those dark days. Yeah. where we all have done that. Yeah, <laughs> and ended up eventually basically getting everything back. But um, yeah, but I think I got rid of that game, and then unfortunately couldn't get the Manaphy back for Omega uh, Ruby. But I mean. 718 out of 721 i was not very i wasn't displeased with that yeah, no that's that's still very very big thing to uh, that i mean not a i mean there's a lot of people out there that try to do this and yeah. not many people have the national decks in every single game yeah um and i, I remember when you were living with us mm-hmm. uh a few years back you were like i am adamant about like beating the crap out of this game and i'm gonna like I'm just going to make it my game. Like, this, yeah. this is the only one I'm working on. And I was like, dude, you should come play Alola games with me. And you're like, no, I'm playing Omega Ruby. Like, <laughs> I've got to beat it. I have eggs to hatch. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> That's exactly and, it. And let me say this. It wasn't just every Pokemon in the deck, like, record in the decks. I had a living version of each Pokemon. So, so you I were had, running not just a, a yeah. Pokedex. You were running a living deck. I was running a living decks. I had Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard. So there was a lot of egg hatching. Um, for those who don't know, you can Pokemon breed through eggs, and you can hatch um, a Pokemon. So like, and so like level up to Charizard, and then hatch two Charmanders, and then level one up to Charmeleon. That's one thing, and those eggs can take. It just depends. Anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 steps, which can take just a lot of time to do, even the fastest way. So yeah. that's why there's over 600 hours there. Wow. That's crazy. I remember uh, you were running it on Omega Ruby and uh, Alpha Sapphire games. I think it was Omega Ruby. Um, and that one specifically has, like, what, two daycare? So, like, you would, like, run yeah. back and forth and, like, you're hatching eggs left and right. Yeah, there was yeah there was two daycares. Um there was one on a, I don't remember the name of the island, but there was an island you could go to post-game that had one. Um, that was the main one I used because the island itself was designed where you could, if you just held like the up button in a certain pattern, it would just rotate you around the island because it oh, would change the turning. camera view. Yeah, change yeah. that view. And then the other was just the normal daycare on, I think it was just outside of Mallville City on the left, which okay. that one, like you can go back and forth, but... I didn't use that one as much, but yeah, the, I would put an egg in there, like hatch one, go check it, grab more eggs from the other one, and then fly back to the island so that way I could hatch faster. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, so you've gotten pretty close to finishing, and you said that went all the way up through Gen 6? Yeah, that would have been all the way up through Gen 6. Yeah, okay. So and, then, and then you didn't finish Alola I yet? I didn't finish Alola. Okay. And then you haven't got a Switch, so you, yeah. you're not in Gen 8. So, I have not played So Gen you're a little bit, little bit further behind than me. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, through a lot of uh, wheeling and dealing, as I like to claim, um, <laughs> I, I, I've worked with you and I got a lot of different things figured out. Uh, but I actually am running a living national decks. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, through Gen 8. That's um, nice. Yeah, it was, uh, and and what's cool about mine is not only am I running a national decks 
uh, and just normalcy of like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, like I've got one of every Pokemon. I'm actually running every form. Oh, okay. So like Rotom, um, for those of you guys who don't know, there are certain Pokemon out there that have multiple different types of forms. So Rotom is an electric type um, and Rotom can get into uh, different appliances. So then each appliance that he gets into gives you a different uh type uh, added to his electric so if he hops into like the refrigerator he mm-hmm. gains uh is it is that one of the water type no oh rotom wash which okay. is the washer Wa- yeah the washer so gets the that and then the fridge freezer is, becomes is ice the ice fresh. type yep. uh the fan becomes a flying, flying type. type with levitate yeah by with the way. Le- <laughs> um and then uh the mower is the grass, grass type. yep um, and so each of those, they've got those. And then like uh, Alola, mm-hmm. uh, starting in Gen 7, uh, and Gen 8 carried this one forward, um, was they have regional variants on their Pokemon. So uh, let's say you've got a Vulpix from Kanto. Well, that's a fire type. Well, if you go to Alola, the Vulpix is an ice type, um, which I thought was... Can we talk about that for a minute? Because like yeah. that, that is just one of the <laughs> coolest things. I love that. Um, I love just seeing how many different Pokemon like they're giving different feels for. I wish they would have taken a or a Lekid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would have gone in and given him a ground type, um, mm-hmm. like an electric ground, yeah. and then like instead of like having just the two prongs on the top of his head, yeah. like give him the third so it looks like like a ground plug in. Um, I've seen some some fan art for that, and I was like, that's yeah. that would be so cool. I've seen like a Loch Ness monster version of Lapras, Ooh. and I was like, it became a fairy. Uh, ice type okay and i was like that would be so so cool um and then like they did like moltres zapdos and uh articuno mm-hmm. um recently in, in galar yeah. and so like you have basically like a roadrunner version of zapdos which he becomes a uh like a psychic fighting type or something like that hmm. or an electric fighting type like his, yeah. his whole ch- his whole thing just changes and so like it, it's really cool like his his fighting uh ability gives him electric as well. So like there's one move that like it's a like a like a static shock punch kind of thing like he just kicks you so hard that like you just get zapped and like could become paralyzed from yeah. it. So so I have a question for you then on your forms. Are you counting like Deoxys forms too? Yeah. Okay. So so uh, I've got all of Deoxys, I've got all of Rotom, I've mm-hmm. got every regional variant um and then I'm actually running male and female forms too. Okay. So like Heracross, which yeah. is my favorite, mm-hmm. um, he's got uh, the 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 hooked horn mm-hmm. uh, at the top of his his horn. Yeah. Uh, it prongs out, and then the female version has more of a heart yeah. where it bumps out. And same with Pikachu. Um, in my Pikachu experience, I am trying to. I've got all the Ash Hat Pikachu's. Okay. And I'm trying to actually run where I get a Pikachu from every region. Gotcha. Um, because having a Pikachu from every region kind of mm-hmm. just to give the ash feel, I was like, yeah. I want to just have a whole box full of Pikachus just, <laughs> just because, um, yeah. but no, I just, I, I love that kind of stuff, but, uh, I, I am running uh, a complete living Dex. Nice. Um, and I just found out that I might not have everything. Uh-oh. Um, Zygarde from gen six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching the anime and okay. I've got a few episodes left, uh, from, uh, X, Y, Z. And I've been watching Zygarde change forms, and I'm like, I don't know if I have the the 10%, the 50%, and the 100%. I think I'm only running one Zygarde at the moment. So uh, I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and try and re-catch through yeah. some of the other games. Because mm-hmm. I know like uh, in Alola games, you can go and try and find all the, the Zygarde cells, mm-hmm. and you collect them, and mm-hmm. then you can create the different Zygardes. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder, like... <laughs> 
maybe mm. maybe I don't have them all. Yeah. So, so uh, next question is, which region was your favorite to play in? Okay, so I have two answers for this one, too, because I'm just indecisive, apparently. <laughs> I just love Pokemon so much. There's so much good stuff and everything. Um, to play in old-fashioned Johto was my favorite region to play in. Um, it's just got a nostalgia factor. Also, it's really super cool, if you ask me, that it's you can go to two regions in, that, in the Johto games, whether it be Generation 4 or Generation 2. Being able to go um, from Johto to Kanto was just super awesome. Um, the level cap's a little off, and I know a lot of people don't like that, that like you, you get to Kanto and then it's like super easy because the levels aren't super high or whatever. But like especially if you're, you know, you have the nostalgia of playing Gen 1 and then you play Gen 2, which was supposed to be the last Pokemon game. That's the way it was designed. There's supposed to be one overlapping story it just gives you this like wall of nostalgia that hits you you're like oh i remember erica's gym oh i remember going and fighting lieutenant surge this is awesome i get to do it again but like a different character with different pokemon it's amazing and then spoiler alert you fight red at the end and you're like oh what that's my character from the first game what's going on yeah freaks you out newer games though i really like black and white okay because it brings once again it kind of still has that nostalgia factor but it's got like all the new mechanics and uh or at least at the time it had all the new mechanics a lot of cool stuff a lot of cool visuals for the time but it gave you that feeling of playing through a pokemon game without knowing how they were going to evolve what was going to happen what the you know what what is this pokemon is it a rock type is it a ground type is it something crazy normal type whatever yeah because as the generations, when we started with Gen 1 and Gen 2, like when I started, there was no internet to like, there may have been the internet, it might have just been in the army's hands, I don't know. But there was no internet to go check and like, oh, when does this Pokemon evolve, and at what level, and what level does it learn this move, and what moves do does it learn, can it learn this move? You just had to figure it out by playing. Yeah. And then Gen 5 came along, and what they did is, instead of using any older Pokemon, until you beat the Pokemon League, it was... There's new Pokemon. There's no old Pokemon. So you were like, I, uh, uh, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? What do we do? And, and it just brought back this feeling of how much I love that from the original game. So those are probably my two favorites. Which then kind of goes back to your whole, like, what brings you back is yeah. that nostalgia factor. Yeah. Like, like white and black and then white two, black two, they, they brought something very different to the dynamic of how Pokemon plays, mm -hmm. but it just, it still gave you some nostalgia to it. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, Oh, these are, I can do the same thing that I did on newer graphics with all new Pokemon. And it's going to keep me guessing. I've never played this story and it's not like they have a formula, but mm -hmm. it, it changes enough to keep you going. Well, and the other thing is it also, uh, makes you talk like i feel like video games yes there's some online games where you play with friends and stuff but mostly it's a solitary endeavor but when you're playing a new pokemon game and you don't know what this pokemon does you go to your friend and go hey have you found this pokemon do you know how it evolves like i've leveled it up to like 50 and it still hasn't evolved yet then you're like oh well maybe it takes a stone or maybe it's got to be holding an item or learn a certain move you know yeah and you got to talk with your friends, and yeah. they don't know, and you're like, well, let's figure this out. Sometimes it's like, hey, you have to trade it. Yeah. And my, my favorite was uh, 
it was Inke mm-hmm. from uh, X and Y. You had to literally hold your DS upside down <laughs> while yeah. trading it. So, like, they're adding all these different features that mm-hmm. completely different. Um, I know that that my favorite regions, um, you and I both kind of share Johto. Johto is, it, it's just classic. Um, you know, You know, Kanto, it was done so well to start a franchise. Mm-hmm. But Johto... Jota took you to like a feudal Japan kind of feel. Like like Kanto was kind of like, hey, it's very Japanese inspired, but it was not. It, it didn't feel like Japan completely was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a more modern day where you go to Jodo and like you see the the burned tower, you mm-hmm. see Bell Sprout Tower, you see mm-hmm. uh, just the the design of all the places. You have the kimono girls. Um, everything about it just it felt like you're getting lost in and some kind of like time warp. It just, it was really done well. Um, plus that's where some of my favorite Pokemon come from. Um, yeah. you got, uh, Heracross. Absolutely. But then like, I love Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil. is, I love Cyndaquil. And you know, I don't care for Cyndaquil evolving into Quilava and Typhlosion. Like I kind of mm-hmm. got into that a little bit later for the longest time. I actually used to run where I quit, uh, or I would always press B when he would yeah. evolve. And I had like a level 100 Cyndaquil wrecking the league. Now, did that come from more of the anime? Because Ash never evolved his Cyndaquil or his Totodile, and he only ever evolved Chikorita to Bayleaf. Yeah, so uh, that wasn't why. I just really liked the design of, of Cyndaquil. Okay. Um, but actually, and, uh, when we get to the anime portion, we'll talk about it, but, uh, Ash actually did evolve his Cyndaquil. It, okay. it does evolve. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it comes into the Sinnoh play. Um, he, he went to the, uh, I'm trying to remember. He was, he was in the, uh, he was in their championship yeah. and, uh, Oak started like, Hey, for like five minutes, I'm going to send all of these set of Pokemon. So he would like send five Pokemon and keep Pikachu and then mm-hmm. like send a completely new set of Pokemon and like. They all start getting loose because Team Rocket gets into the shenanigans, yeah. and and then like Cyndaquil like totally just straight up evolves on them, oh. and I'm like, okay, like I like yeah. Quilava, like yeah. that's kind of cool, and so like that part got me to where I now will evolve, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't really care for Typhlosion as much as yeah. like just design wise, I just <laughs> love Cyndaquil. He's kind of like that baby Pokemon, but yeah. like like don't don't mess with me, I will rough you up, <laughs> um, kind of situation, yeah. uh, which I, I love, um, but I think that Johto just in general like. I also love Apom and Umbreon. Those yeah. two were great. Apom, yes. most people don't associate Apom because of the uh, because the anime. He mm-hmm. didn't get one until I think uh, the Battle Frontier. I think yeah, that was it when, was, when late. His, it I was like that. late in that in that age or in that uh, time frame on the anime. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's he's not a Johto Pokemon." I'm like, "No, Apom is definitely a Johto Pokemon." Mm-hmm, yeah, and then he gets uh, he takes him to Sinnoh, and then. They did that to set up for Ambipom, mm-hmm. which I am not an Ambipom fam. I yeah. was like, uh, I don't care for you. Um, but then there's also like Tyranitar and Knocked Out. And I'm just like, that whole generation just has this amazing set of Pokemon. And there seems to be a, like a theme, at least to me, when I look at the designs of Johto Pokemon, they definitely go from like super cute in their baby form to like terrifyingly powerful in their, like, let's think Teddy Ursa to Ursaring. Oh, super adorable. Absolutely crazy powerful pokemon <laughs> that's another one of my favorites i love ursa rank when yeah. i would play pokemon go yeah. uh, i would always catch teddy ursa when they would pop up yeah i'm like i'm getting me an ursa <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have a male and a female named mama and papa bear <laughs> and, and then i've got a uh teddy ursa running around named baby bear <laughs> and i'm like these are just just having fun with it but yeah. uh I, there's just so many great Pokemon that came from that region. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you, I have that second region that I absolutely love. And my second region is Alola. Yeah. Um, and I think Alola 
it just gave a very different dynamic. Like Unova, like you said, it hits like this newer feel. Um, but like Alola, instead of like saying, "Hey, here's a new journey of Pokemon," mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, we're gonna shake up the dynamics." It was no longer like, "Hey, you have to get eight gym badges. You now have to start collecting Z crystals, mm-hmm. and then you have to take down the island challenge." And through that, and I was like, "I just love the dynamic of it. It just it. Hey, here's four uh, sections, and then like each uh, island uh, in this in this region, um, each of them have so many uh, like Kahuna and and like." Uh, like basically they, it was the same thing as a gym leader but like sometimes you had to take on uh, a totem Pokemon which was a lot bigger which that was one thing I hate uh, they didn't pass that forward into Galar so like if you catch a totem Pokemon in uh, Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun Ultra, Ultra Moon um, those Pokemon were a lot bigger I don't know if you ever looked at it Yeah, um, they are way bigger mm-hmm. but they didn't transfer that dynamic over and I'm like if you're gonna put something in a game, just continue that portion over. Yeah. Um, but I just I loved the Alola. Um, I I played Sun and Moon. Um, one of my all time favorite Pokemon is Rowlet. Um, and that whole line. Um, I actually when my son turned one uh, back in December, my brother was out here and we both said, "Hey, we're gonna go to this store. It's over in Fairfield Commons, uh, mm-hmm. over in Beaver Creek." And we walked in and it's called the or the original 151. And we were the only ones in the store at the time, and so we took the uh, the plushes of Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur, put them on the ground, and he got to walk up and choose one. He chose Charmander. But as I'm walking him around the store, his eyes are dead set on a Rowlet. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So uh, after work, maybe like a week or two later, I went back and I picked it up for him. Like It was yeah. like the next paycheck. I went in and, and got it for him. Um, and that was because I'm like, I love Rowlet and the fact that like my son also mm-hmm. loves Rowlet, but decide do I, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. turning into a grass ghost type. Yeah. That was, that was genius. Well, before that, I mean, Gorgeist was one of my favorite Pokemon to play through with Gen 6. Like he was just a beast on the team. Grass ghost is such a good combination if mm-hmm. you ask me. But Absolutely. I just, I like some of the double type castings, but then when you start to go in and, and give like double uh typings to a lot of the pokemon then it gives them vulnerability to certain ones where it becomes like a times four Mm -hmm. and i think there was one where it's like a double times four uh there there was one pokemon i was looking over cerebi uh about a week or so ago Mm -hmm. and they showed it was like he was uh i forget what the two typings were but it was like he's four times to this and four times to this Mm. and so like there were two separate moves so like if you walked in let's say it was electric and ground Mm -hmm. like if those were the two which i know that's not it but if it was you could walk in with knowing like thunder and earthquake Mm -hmm. and like it's game over yeah um like not not a problem at all um and so i i started looking at some of that and i'm like i just i think that the the double typings are really cool but like you got to be very careful with how mm-hmm. you play with them, um, which comes down to your competitive play, how you play. Yeah. And so you know, like, oh, I know exactly who I'm playing with. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, that's I, I love that. So, so now that we've kind of talked about our regions, what is your favorite game out of all the games that you've ever played? And you don't even have to talk about the main series. If there's another game like, uh, like Pokemon Snap or uh, the uh, even Smash Brothers playing mm-hmm. as the Pokemon, like, what what's your favorite that you've played? Hmm, my favorite that I've played. I mean, it's probably going to be a main series game. Um, I've only played a couple side games. Mystery Dungeon's not really a favorite of mine. Um, I've never actually played um, Snap. Um, 
I did play Ranger, Pokemon Ranger, the first one. I guess there's technically like three other Ranger games that I didn't oh, okay. know about. I only learned that recently through YouTube. Um, <laughs> Good old trusty YouTube. Yeah, right. This may surprise you, but I think it's Emerald. I honestly think Pokemon Emerald might be my favorite game that I've ever played through. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite regions. It's not one of like where you would think. I mean, don't get me wrong. Soul Silver and Heart Gold are probably a very close second. Yeah. But I just there was something about Hoenn, and I don't know. I I can't even put my finger on it. And especially that third game. I think what it is. Okay. I think what it is is I am a huge Steel type Pokemon fan. Mm. You know this. Yeah. Like if I had to be a, a Pokemon trainer. I would pick Steel as my specialty. Like, if I was a gym leader, 100% Steel type. Emerald, and a lot of people don't actually know this, so Steven Stone was the original champion in Ruby and Sapphire. He's a Steel type trainer, even though I only think, like, three Pokemon on our team are actually Steel types. Everything else are the... <laughs> it's like the two fossil Pokemon and Claydol. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think he's got Skarmory, Metagross, and I don't remember what the other one is. But... At the end of Emerald, he's not the champion anymore. They got another guy, Wallace, who was the 8th gym leader, and then Juan is the 8th gym leader in Emerald. It's it's a confusing mess, <laughs> if you ask me. But if you go to Mount Meteor, you can challenge Steven to a battle after you beat the Elite Four. Okay. He's, the, he's the true champion, if you so, ask me. So kind of like a... They they kind of took the red scenario, like yeah. hey, you can you can go and beat the elite four, beat the champion, mm-hmm. but then like red, yeah, was kind of like with the heart gold soul silver, like you yeah. can beat the champion, which was Lance, and then yeah, take the real champion. And then the other cool part is that as far as I know, Emerald's the only one that has the battle frontier. I believe unless they've came up with something new. That I, know I don't know that about. they've they've done some of that kind of stuff, but I believe that that might like be. the full battle frontier yeah. was Emerald which I thought was cool because I did really like the Battle Frontier in the anime, and so I was like, oh, I can play through the Battle Frontier. I never completed it because it was way too difficult, but that's, I think, where I first got the whole competitive thing was, like, trying to beat that. I'm like, how do you beat this thing? And so I start looking up EVs and IVs and breeding and how to, you know, get the right abilities and all that stuff, but which just led to a love of all the intricacies that Pokemon actually has. Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest missed opportunities is because the the Battle Frontier was such a big thing in the anime. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they did a whole season on it. Yeah. I think that what they should have done was uh for each region cuz cuz even at the end when they offer Ash to be a Battle Brain, um mm-hmm. cuz that's that's what they're called that's instead of gym called, leaders, yeah. they're called brains. Um when they offered it to him, they said, we're trying to establish this in every region. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how cool would it have been if you, like, go to, like, uh, like the Sinnoh games, and then after you're done, like, they start giving you, like, you get this letter in the mail saying, hey, here's where the first one is. Mm-hmm. You Like, you have the option to now go do that. And that becomes part of the story. Yeah. I'm like, that would be sweet. Like, you have to beat all the gyms. But then, like, once you beat that, like, now you have to, like... Okay, well, what do I do next? Do mm-hmm. I go into contests? Like, you can't go and rebattle the gems, which I think would be a sweet thing as well. But yeah. um, I'm like, how cool would it be if they say, hey, for like hardcore experienced players? Because, like you said, you had to learn EVs and IVs and mm-hmm. you have to go into those special trainings and you have to do all this extra stuff. What if you could go in and say, hey, this is like the secret game mm-hmm. behind it all? I'm like, there, there's so much missed opportunity. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. The original uh, 
uh, ruby, sapphire, emerald, and then fire red, leaf green. They added islands from the Kanto that was kind of like an orange island kind of thing, right? Yeah, so fire red and leaf green had, yeah, like I think they were called the Sevi Islands because there were seven of them. Um, and I don't really remember too much about them. Yeah, they were somewhat like the Orange Islands, but they were just extra post-game content because originally Red and Blue didn't have that much post-game. Yeah. They just didn't have the the storage you know, capacity to add in that kind of stuff. And there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of glitches wrong with the Generation 1 games. But overall, yeah, they just... It was a great first game, like we said earlier, but... Yeah, there was no post-game, so I think they added it because Pokemon players had become accustomed to, even from Johto, some sort of post-game. So, like, Johto had Kanto. Um, and then you had the Battle Frontier Battle and Frontier the Hoenn. Battle Frontier and Hoenn. Um, Diamond and Pearl had... Well, I mean, they've got the, the big island. It's kind of like a Battle Frontier kind yeah. of thing up in that island, and you actually get your own villa, uh, yeah. which I thought was sweet. I'm like, why don't we have those in every yeah. game? <laughs> So, I mean, every game, like, up until that point had some sort of post-game, and so I think they were, I don't want to say struggling for content, but they were trying to appease those fans and be like, okay, here's this little something extra that we probably wanted to do with the first game, but just never had the capacity to do. Yeah, I think that would have been my favorite thing to see, is if they would have done a full Orange Islands post-game. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're not aware of what the Orange Islands are, um, in the original anime, there were 78 episodes to Pokemon. Um, and then the next season, uh, which would have been officially like season two, mm-hmm. um, Netflix has it all screwed up uh, on there. Um, but season two was officially the Orange Islands. And the Orange Islands was kind of like their, well, we don't really know what's happening yet. Um, the games haven't fully been released. We haven't really started working on stuff. So we're going to push out like 36 episodes roughly. Um, and this is going to be Ash just going and doing his own thing. He took uh, Brock and Misty with him. They go, and then Brock falls in love with a, a doctor, a Pokemon doctor, and she or she kind of says, hey, come on onto my staff, and then they meet Tracy. And then Tracy, oh, I love Tracy. Uh, Tracy is an artist, um, and Casey is an artist, so I think there's a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of catching right there that yeah. you guys, you, you just relate really well to him. Uh, but I, I love Tracy because Tracy had a Scyther, mm-hmm. and then he also had Meryl, and Meryl... Um, was the like water Pikachu mm-hmm. kind of Pika like, blue? Yeah, Pika blue. There we go. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there was just a lot of just different strokes to him, and like he used Venonat in a certain way, which I think we started to see in the X and Y series uh, many years later when uh, Ash got a Noibat and then turned it into Noivern. He was using uh, echolocation, where that's what Venonat would do mm-hmm. when they needed to find something, uh, and it was it was cool to see some of that, um, but. I just I think they should have done like an Orange Island League, and mm-hmm. then you just have another challenge. Yeah, um, I think that that's such a missed opportunity. And if if Pokemon ever if the Pokemon company ever listens to this, guys, come on and please sponsor the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> let's start with sponsor this podcast. But no, uh, I think that that that's one of the biggest missed opportunities. Is like there was the Island of the Pink Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Crystal Onyx, which Crystal Onyx was like in the water. Yeah, and. That that rock Gyarados. Yeah, he was like a rock Gyarados. That's a good, but he like shimmered and shined, and uh, and then like you had Nurse Joy who was tan and ripped. Yeah, like she's like pedaling that. with this like paddle boat, uh, or, or she had like a kayak and like there she's like 
rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and the next thing you know they're like oh my gosh like is that a Gyarados coming because of how fast it's moving they couldn't actually see and she blows right past them gets to the island and then they they land on the island on their Lapras and they're like oh my gosh who are you and she's like I'm Nurse Jenny and she's got like a little bit deeper of a voice and like she's like ripped like Jorgen from Barely yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> so but uh, she she has that and then like She's like, oh, I just, like, it's kind of harder here in this region to to get everybody to come to a Poke Center, and not every island has one, mm-hmm. so they have that. And I'm like, I think it'd be cool to see, like, Orange Islands, because each of them, uh, the gyms, there's four gyms, mm-hmm. and each of them had, like, a mini game. Yeah. And I'm like, you could totally turn that, like... Uh, make sure like you have an ice type with you because of the glacier run yeah. uh, where you have to freeze the glacier and then mm-hmm. you had to carve the glacier into a boat or a, a toboggan and yeah. take it down the mountainside. I'm like, you could totally do something like that. Oh, yeah, especially like if you take – so say you have an ice type and then you take like the Pokemon Ami thing. Like that's how you carve out your boat and like, you know, you oh, can absolutely. easily do – they have that technology now. Yeah, so th- there's that and then like there was one where like it was a target practice. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm like – Ask you Squirtle. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm like you could use any Pokemon and so like if, if – uh, Casey and I have kind of always dreamed about, you know, what would it look like if all the regions came to one? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what water type you use. Heck, you don't even have to use a water type because you can teach Scald to mm-hmm. fire types. Yeah. And I'm like, you could use Scald. I mean, it may have like a spray effect. I mean, you yeah. could do like, hey, this is a water type move, but it doesn't have accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like water types have the advantage here. Like you, you could easily write some of that coding in. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I think that the Orange Islands is one of the biggest missed opportunities because I'm like, mm-hmm. it was so cool to see all the, the different aspects of them. Uh, plus, how cool would it be to have like a pink Electabuzz? Oh, that'd like, be cool. and then evolve it into a, a, a pink Electivire. Like, that would be really yeah, cool. That'd be cool. Um, so that's that's just some of the the things that are there. So, what are some of your favorite mechanics that they've added to the main series games? So, my favorite mechanic of any main series game ever has been the permanent running shoes from Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You hit one button one time, and you could run forever (laughs) it was just a quality of life improvement so that way when i'm 40 i don't have arthritis in my thumb from holding the b button down the whole time (laughs) Um, and then i really like the dex nav from omega ruby and alpha sapphire that thing made shiny hunting so fun and easy okay well easier comparatively than what shiny hunting used to be that's awesome uh, I know that, like, for me, I loved in the Unova games, they did a seasonal change. So every mm-hmm. month it changed. So three times a year it would be springtime. Three times a year it was fall, winter, uh, summer. It was it always switched. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Deerling mm-hmm. and uh, Sawsbuck, mm-hmm. uh, they would change, and their, their forms actually changed. But they only changed in those games. Yeah. So you can't take it to any other game and have it change. So, like, whatever you're stuck with, you're stuck with. So, yeah. like, I had to time it just right. And mm-hmm. actually, uh, when I moved them over into X and Y and I found out about it, I was like, oh, they're not going to change. So, like, I have one of every single Deerling and one of every Sawsbuck. Nice. And I, just, I love Sawsbuck because, like, its winter form is my mm-hmm. favorite. Like, it's yeah. got, like, that that white on its chest and, like, the, mm-hmm. the empty uh, yeah. antlers where, like, the sp- uh, I think it's the spring or summer has like more of a pine tree kind of look and like yeah. the fall looks more orangey mm-hmm. and it just, it was really done very well. Um, and I wish they would have kept that moving. Cause I'm like, like, I think that the, the, that mechanic you could start to do with grass types mm-hmm. and then say, Hey, like, like Bulbasaur, like 
your uh, like the budding on mm-hmm. on your bulb, yeah. um, like hey, like in springtime, it's kind of what it looks like now. And then the summer, it kind of looks a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger. The fall, it kind of looks a little weaker and like maybe a little shriveled up in the winter. Just kind of yeah. like play because I mean, in a lot of parts of the world, you've got snow in those times mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot. And I'm like, I think that would be really cool to see. And the other cool thing about that mechanic was you could explore different parts of the map during different times. Yeah. So you couldn't always get to every item or TM or whatever it was that was back there. Yeah. Which was cool. It's like you'd have to wait real time to figure it out. Yeah. So that was cool. And sometimes you would forget about it. And and, mm-hmm. and the, the those of us who, who understood, hey, there's a way around this, we would just go and change the month. Yeah. And, but but for, for real Pokemon fans that say, hey, I'm really going to like focus specifically here and, and not not – Jimmy rigged the game, not cheat mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like that was that was painstakingly hard to yeah. try and go and catch everything and, and do it all in that way, um, which I, I just love. So I'm gonna kind of move gears. Uh, favorite part about the anime, and and who is your favorite Pokemon that Ash has? So these are actually one and the same answer. So my favorite Pokemon that Ash has. So I've only watched like the Johto and Kanto and in the anime. So I don't have a whole lot of. I don't have a big realm of experience here, but um, I remember in Kanto, he had caught a Krabby. And Krabby really didn't do a whole lot through the series, but then he, he gets to a water arena in the Elite Four, and it's like the only water-type Pokemon he has, I think, at that point. Yeah, so uh, they had... It wasn't it wasn't an Elite Four. It's kind of like what the oh, game yeah. equivalent is, um, but they do this big tournament at the yeah. end of the series. But yeah, he, he throws yeah. him out on the field. Yeah, he throws him out on the field, and I mean, Krabby's pretty much getting beat up he's like fighting like will smith does in men in black 2 he's on his back the whole time he's not really winning but he says he's got it handled but then i don't remember what te- like what caused it but he evolved into kingler and i don't think i'd ever seen kingler before i didn't think i had one in the games or anything and i was just like that is the coolest pokemon ever and he goes and he like wins the match with kingler and it's amazing and wonderful and so that's probably my favorite part of the anime and my favorite Pokemon that Ash has. Because Krabby was just, like, super kind of cute and cool when he was, like, out, but never really did anything. And then he evolved into this, like, totally 100% amazing Pokemon and just won. And you were like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember watching that one. Because um, I wasn't allowed to watch Pokemon as a kid uh, after they started to introduce Abracadabra and Alakazam. Because mm-hmm. uh, being a, in a Christian home, my parents were like, uh, psychics, no. Um, but but now, like as an adult, kind of watching it and saying, you know, as long as we teach it properly. And like yeah. they, they don't really focus on it in the same way that like my parents and your parents kind of mm-hmm. had when they were younger. Like, oh, psychics are bad. Like they... they they say, hey, like, this is just an ability. It's not yeah. like, hey, we're fo- focusing on, like, demonic and things like yeah. that. That's not where they go. Um, and I think what's really cool is, like, watching that as an adult. Like, I've burned through almost all 23 seasons. Um, I am currently in XYZ, um, which I think is season 19. And I just started episode 39, and there's 48 episodes. Okay. So, like, I'm, like, in that last 9 to 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, and I've already watched all of Alola and the Pokemon Journeys on Netflix, um, and I, I, I love them. Um, but I got to say, my favorite thing was from Alola. Uh, favorite episode, uh, part of the anime, was um, watching them do this Battle Royale um, because when you go and you see, like, Ash joining all the Pokemon Leagues and all that, uh, everything up until Alola was already a preset this is how we do things. Mm-hmm. And Alola's like, hey, we're going to set up a Pokemon League. And by the time that they set it up and they put it in the anime, 
uh, they do this round robin instead of like how or, or where they flip the card and say, oh, like Casey versus Jordan or, or whatever. They go in and say, hey, 151 of you guys are all in this and you're all just going to go throw your Pokemon out into the field and you're all just going to fight. And then when we get down to like 16 people standing, then we'll go into a round robin. And I'm like, it's like this big old death match. And like th- at that point, they didn't have all 890 some Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. But uh, up through like seven generations of Pokemon all mm-hmm. just showing up like out of nowhere. I'm like. Oh, and then like Team Rocket made it into it. I was like, how did you guys make it into this? But it was like all the main characters and a few side characters. Um, but I just I think that was just one of those like it totally threw me. Like it was yeah. not like your normal anime <laughs> stuff, and I just loved it. Uh I think my favorite of all of Ash's Pokemon, um, uh, you know, Charizard is always gonna be up there. Yeah. Uh that's that was one that like I remember uh always like when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, he's going to get a Charizard. They've been, they've been kind of hinting at this. And, uh, and it just, I, I, I didn't get to watch it as a kid, but I'm like, as an adult, I'm like, Oh, Charizard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also love his Greninja. Yeah. Uh, Greninja is just sweet. And they did like a special promo. It's, uh, his, his ability is, I believe battle bond mm-hmm. and battle bond allows him to look like the trainer. So it becomes Ash Greninja. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I've been watching that and, and it's been really cool to see that done in the anime. Um, but they're just, they've done some really cool stuff there. Um, and then I also love his Lycanroc. Um, oh, yeah. his Lycanroc, he's got the dusk form. Yeah. So there was uh day form and uh midnight form. And then they did a dusk form and like yeah. everybody just went like crazy when, when that one happened, they're yeah. like, wait, why can't I get a dusk form in, yeah. in sun and moon? And then sun and or ultra sun, ultra moon, uh, said, Hey, we're going to release this. And like, you can't actually catch one in the wild that has that, uh, ability. You had to, you had to go and get it at a certain, uh, yeah. typing and, and, and ability or whatnot, um, which I think was, was really cool. So, uh, February of this year, the Pokemon company uh, announced that there will be remakes of Diamond and Pearl, mm-hmm. um, and so along with the new game Legends Arceus. So, what are you looking forward to most in these new games? Uh, I am really looking forward to, I'm always a big fan of RPGs, so Legend Arceus looks so cool. Um, I just love the way they're taking it. I'm kind of glad that they didn't come out with completely new starters. I know a lot of people were kind of upset that they were starters we'd seen before, but I had seen something where it's kind of based on like samurais, like the samurai, and then you have the archer, and then I can't remember who the fire type is. Uh, Cyndaquil. And Cyndaquil. so, so fun fact about Typhlosion. Yeah, I found out that uh, it is the word Typhlosion. Uh, when you go to the Japanese version, mm-hmm. um, that word is a military rank of the Japanese army and only like five or six people in all of history ever held it. Okay. And so, so like it's, it's a general, it's the general yeah. sort of, you know, lead. okay. So yeah. So like, that's a cool little thing. It's kind of like when you look at Remoraid and Octillery, a lot of people are like, why does a fish evolve into an octopus? And it's like, well, it's, it's not, that's not what it's meant. Remoraid's the gun and Octillery is the tank. Like that's yeah. the way it's supposed to go. So I just love that little spin on it. And then just the RPG thing. I feel like it's going to feel more like, it's going to feel more like the anime, if you ask me. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's what I'm like. As far as Diamond Pearl remakes, everybody's been wanting those for forever. So, it is going to be cool to kind of see how they change that. Because my biggest complaint about the original Diamond and Pearl is it was just so slow. Walking was slow. Surfing was slow. Running was slow. <laughs> yeah. And it just drove me crazy. So, hopefully they fix that. I hope that's at least improved upon. But... They had a lot of cool stuff come out with Diamond and Pearl, and I'm excited to see what they come out with with the remakes. 
Absolutely. I think you were right on track with that Legends Arceus. I think that's going to be an amazing game. And it looks a lot like Breath of the Wild, but mm. Pokemon. And I'm just yeah. like, yes. Uh, for the Diamond and Pearl, though, I think what I'm looking forward to most is, um, and, and you haven't had this problem because you don't have a Switch at the moment. Yeah. Um, so they have not actually released every Pokemon into the Galar region. So mm. I can't even take Froki. I can't take Greninja. I can't take uh, Cyndaquil. Like there's yeah. so many Pokemon that I can't take in yet. Um, and so I am hoping that with Gen 4, they will finally allow everybody to come back in together. So like yeah. in Gen 8 games, mm-hmm. being uh, the remakes and, and Sword and Shield, I'll be able to get everybody there. Yeah. Because like I've got Pokemon, like if I can bring my Greninja over, well, Greninja's a Gen 6 Pokemon. So like I'll be able to hopefully get the ribbon for Gen 7, Gen 8, and then uh, Gen 4. So mm-hmm. like I'll have like Sinnoh, Galar, Alola, and Kalos ribbons all on my Greninja. Yeah. And I'm like, I, just, I really want that. Uh, plus taking Greninja through Sinnoh is going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah. So uh, is there anything specific that you would like to see in a future Pokemon game? Oh. That is a good question. Um, nothing is coming to my head off top, so I'm going to let you go first and because I feel you've thought about this more. I have. Um, I think that, that Pokemon is such a well-deserved game that mm-hmm. you could either do one massive game mm-hmm. or just re-release all the games mm-hmm. and then do one game that kind of connects them together. So like Pokemon Home right now um, is more of a storage facility. and I, I had kind of dreamed up, you know, how cool would it be if you did like a modern version of Pokemon Ranch, which was mm-hmm. a Wii game um, okay. where you could basically store all your Sinnoh Pokemon mm-hmm. um, into the game and, and you can move, well, you had to move them from, I believe, the Sinnoh games, but you could move uh, the Johto and Kanto from the remakes. You can move them over to Sinnoh and then move them over. Um, but you could hold up to like a thousand Pokemon there. Um, and I'm like, how cool would it be if you could go in and start playing with the Pokemon and like do like some mini games with them and help them level up and like have one game that connects to all the different games. And I think that would be something I'd like to see is just more connectivity between the regions or multiple regions. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I would love to see orange islands. I think that is one thing that they just, they need to start pulling from the anime. Yeah. And now that you say that one thing I do, I would like to see from a future Pokemon game is Yes, I know we stick to the whole gym thing, and they and they changed that up with Alola, but there was still a barrier to progression. You had to beat the Kahuna before. You had to do some sort of battling. I think you should change it to where if somebody doesn't want to battle and wants to do contests the whole time, they don't have to beat the gym later to move on. The Pokemon themselves get stronger, and they can't get past a certain, like, you know, like, kind of like the wild area. Like, if you, you can venture into where they're way too strong for you to beat, but you're just going to black out and go back to Pokemon Center. Yep. That kind of thing. Instead of, like, I have to beat this certain trainer. I've got to figure out how I beat this type or whatever. It's like, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Like, if you want to do contest, do contest. But that's where I would go with something like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I think more that, kind of like Legends, having that RPG open, yeah. open world kind of game and, and kind of going and saying, hey, you know, you can continue to level up your Pokemon, but like any trades, like put put certain stipulations in the, I think that would be really cool. So guys, that's uh, all we have for today. Casey, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners where uh, we just filmed uh, last week's and we are so excited. There's almost been 20 people who've listened already. Um, so thank, thank you, you so all. much for that, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and we will catch you guys later as the journey continues. Yeah.